Hey everybody, it's Tom here. I just wanted to give you a little heads up that this is episode 196 of Stand By Your Band, and you know what that means. We're four episodes away, just about a month away from episode 200. 200 episodes. We're going to have to take a long, hard look in the mirror at all the life we've wasted uh, making the show. But in the meantime, we've set a little goal for ourselves, which is that we'd love to get to 200 Patreon subscribers by that 200th episode, which is April 14th. And the Patreon is patreon.com slash standbyyourband. We do bonus episodes every stinking week uh, for $3 a month. That's all, that's all it is. And uh, if we get to 200, we're going to do another Battle of the Bands on the Patreon, which was very fun, as you guys heard last week. And uh, if you're not already on the Patreon, get over there. But if you already are, if you can prove to us that you got somebody else on the Patreon, we will dedicate 30 seconds of the Patreon to uh, to singing your little praises. And uh, Or if you have something specific you want us to say, like a... I guess it's like a cameo, but uh, whatever. If not, we'll just come up with something. It'll be very fun. But April 14th, $3 a month. That's it. Uh, and there's another tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon for a little more cash. So get on over there. We appreciate it big time. And uh, enjoy the show. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Stand by Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing well. You know, for the first time in what feels like months, I actually have something that happened to me that I can share. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a boring life, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but last night, it was, so Tom and I were playing video games till about I would say two a.m. Yeah. And I uh, went to bed after that. And then at 3 a.m., my girlfriend uh, woke me up and she was like, we need to go to the hospital now. And uh, which, which was crazy. Uh, she like broken out in hives. So I'm like a zombie just driving, like r- running red lights at three in the morning. Oh, my <laughs> and, uh, God. It was crazy. It was a wild time. We get to the hospital. We ended up being there. Uh, she had to like get an IV and do all this stuff. She's fine now. But um, yeah. We ended up being there for like five hours, essentially. Oh I left for like God. one hour of that. But so I am like totally running on fumes. And uh, I was doing a lot of G11 special sauce research in the <laughs> waiting room of the emergency room in, uh, in Bushwick. So that is. Uh, That's <laughs> a great right setup now. for uh, what uh, a weird thing to be listening to in an emergency department, too, <laughs> or everything around you. You just hear beeps and all this shit. And you're just grooving out to the chillest yeah. shit of all time it was so like, funny sir too, yeah. can you leave can you do that in your could you do that in your car uh, like, do you have headphones i'm like oh yeah this is for you guys I'm yeah, to I, thought I would uh, yeah i would change the vibe i do have i do have to ask when she uh when she uh you know came to you at 3 a.m were you at all concerned that she may be lonely was that was that uh, did that enter your mind yes okay common affliction at 3 a.m yes uh but no we're happy that i uh, just i just got it (laughs) (laughs) i I just i just got it i'm sorry Uh, no no uh let's introduce our guest by the way uh you you heard him already from from the band landlady adam schatz is here hi how you doing my man Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I was just thinking about if you 
if the reverse happened and if you brought you brought your girlfriend into an emergency room and it was serious it was like some someone needs to mm. operate and the surgeon comes out and he's like oh perfect like bring her in here and he says hold on just give me one second he he takes his headphones off and you hear g love and special sauce like <laughs> blasting out of it yeah would you go would you go to a different hospital yeah, yeah. yes uh, yeah then we go to manhattan because exactly, this, yeah. this one is not gonna yeah. work yeah. that feels like yeah. it could happen in like the the portland uh like hospitals or something <laughs> where it's like you know how at the airport and like i want to say i know in nashville they do it but like portland or like C- san francisco there's always like a guy playing guitar and it's like very chill mm-hmm. airport vibe be fun if that transferred to the hospitals too and you're the, like this is the place the nashville one is sad it actually only makes me sad when i walk by it i i told this story before on the show maybe twice now but i'll make it quick last time i, I was at the nashville airport uh i stopped in this little bar that had barbecue and uh there was a musician playing and he was playing a cover of uh was it oh shit it was imagine dragons it was radioactive right yeah it was radioactive (laughs) by imagine dragons and when he got done all these people were like what was that i love that (laughs) it it really bummed me out i was like man this everybody's trying way too hard in this uh in this airport but i get it like every airport's trying to do it is kind of fun when you go to an airport that's trying to be a fraction of what the town is like you go to the Vegas exactly crazy the airport's an airport. It's not a town. Stop trying to make it. It's like yep. the Nashville, even the Nashville one. It's like, I think it's the same as one of the bars on Broadway. They like have a cool, uh, you know, airport outpost. And it's like, that's not cool. That's a, it's a bummer. I get sad enough thinking about the person who like goes to work at the restaurant in the airport. Yes. It's like the person who goes to work at the airport and then goes home without leaving on a plane. Right. That's so I guess uh, it would be better. You could probably re re you know align the whole airport restaurant infrastructure where it's like your first day, you're working at the Wolfgang Puck in in O'Hare, and then the next day you're at like Chili's too <laughs> in Miami, it's and then at least yeah. yeah you and you're gone for a month. That is that is kind of fun. You just live a different life every month. I like yeah. that. That's a good idea. Yeah, like a flight Thank attendant. You. Yeah, it's like the terminal. And then <laughs> you uh, accidentally uh, you sleep with a stranger who ends up dead next to you, mm-hmm. and uh, then you have to ex- escape from China or whatever. That happened to my buddy HBO Max. <laughs> Is that uh, right? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so, Adam, Max. were you? Uh, <laughs> that was <were> crazy. You, <laughs> were you touring uh, when when uh, everything shut down? You know, I know that's a standard question yeah, to ask a I musician, was, but yeah, I haven't had anyone ask me a question in almost. A year. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be very exciting yeah. for you then. Yeah, exactly. Other than, could you please, could you please move that way? Could you please leave me alone? It. Um, I was on tour. I was on tour playing in another band. I was on tour with the band Y Oak, and we. Oh were shit! Like, I like Y Oak. I didn't know you played. Me too. Crazy. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I did. Um, there was a there was a stretch when I was like. I don't know. I moved to New York for college and then like joined a bunch of bands because I just loved playing in bands. And so then for a long while, I was playing in a lot of other people's bands. And then I that started driving me crazy. So I stopped. And then I played in the band Man Man for like three mm-hmm. years at the, you know, 
when I was too old to go see the band Man Man, then I was like, I should probably, <laughs> I should probably join <laughs> my favorite band. And so that was like 2012 to 2015. And that was a real, that was my first like touring grind. And then that was when Landlady started touring a lot too. And it was this thing where I would like tour to California back and then immediately do it again with another band. And I was like, oh, wow. this actually, this also isn't very sustainable. So I stopped playing with other people. And then like it just started happening again where like two oh two novembers i mean time is time is done for as far as i'm concerned yep. but two yep. novembers ago my buds in the group sylvan esso did a tour with like a big band they're normally an electronic duo just nick and amelia and then they wanted to do something fun where they made way less money and so they <laughs> had a bunch of their friends come together and we were a 10-piece band and i played sax and bass clarinet with them and it was a joy i mean also it's like my first time playing in venues where you're respected <laughs> when you walk <laughs> you walk in the door and having like we toured with like a crew where they built you know they'd like set up my stuff and i was like that you know the first time you feel bad about it and then after that you become drunk with power <laughs> <laughs> and then from that in in that band was jen from Wyoke, the singer in Wyoke, and she asked me to do a tour with them just a few months later and so that was crazy learning like 40 songs in a four-month period from two different groups and then it was even dumber when the tour got canceled in the middle <laughs> we only got to play five shows but we got to play five shows and they were really good shows and some of them were at venues that aren't even around anymore so i'm uh. like i'm glad i got to like do it up until the last moment that you could do it because yeah. yeah there are other years where i don't play that many shows and i would have felt really insane yeah i mean that's how i felt where i was like this was the first year in so long where i had a i had a writing job and so i wasn't touring and yeah. april was going to be i was done with my job and i was going to be coming back to new york and i was going to kind of tour my way back a little bit and i had all this shit set up and then i was like i'm finally getting back and then all of it and i remember <laughs> man it feels stupid to dwell too much on this because it's like it's been a year now but uh but I remember having shows booked for like April uh, 6th and being like, well, it's only two weeks. So by then, like it was like in mm -hmm. March oh, yeah. 16th or something. I was like, I think we'll be done by then. So we'll be able to get back out there. And no, then, I was going to fly. I We had like, because our West Coast date started in Seattle and I had booked, I was going to fly to Portland early to do like some solo shows. And, I, and then I was going to stay in LA after. And I was like, that'll be so fun. And then the dates got can't the tour got canceled, but like, I, you know, I could have, I'm in charge of my own thing. And I was <laughs> like, all right, well maybe I'll still go out. And then it's, it was that thing where like every day there was like, the dread was like so exponential in a way I've never experienced before. We're like mm -hmm. truly one day to the next. I'm like, that's a good idea. And the next day I'm like that person who thought that yesterday was the stupidest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> like, not only are you not going there, you're not going anywhere and we don't know when you're going anywhere again. Yeah. Yeah. I also had bought a scratch ticket on the first leg of the tour. It was weird having a tour canceled in the middle. Cause we also like left, we left each other in Richmond and we we're all like, see you in Seattle. And then two weeks later, we're like, see you never. And, <laughs> but I had also bought a scratch ticket. And when you buy a scratch ticket on tour, there's always some people in the van who are like, you idiot. Yeah. And then you like get to do the thing where you slowly, and yeah, I do the crossword puzzle one. So it like really takes time. And at that point I'm making money. 
because <laughs> of just you know of the joy. And then I did, I won twenty dollars and I felt so good. And I still haven't cashed it. And I think the twenty four the uh, or the twelve month uh, window is about to ah uh, brutal. You can only exchange it in Richmond, and that's the biggest tragedy <laughs> of this whole thing. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is so funny how much like I've done the same thing where you're just on a road trip and you buy them in every town you go or like every state. And then you're like, oh, on the way back, I'll be able to. And then you just for you. I've forgotten so many of those just from, you know, nights of drinking. And then you're like, why do I have this in my wallet? Oh, shit. I just lost twelve dollars. Um, yeah. Yeah. But pretty crazy stuff. I want to talk to you. So you you obviously came to us uh, bearing uh, G Love and special sauce, you, uh, the old frankincense, yes. special sauce. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also did pitch uh, bare naked ladies, which yes. I really appreciate that you did. And of course, they're I think the only band we've already talked about twice in different capacities. Although I would argue, I mean, the both times it was under weird circumstances because the first one Tommy wasn't on it, and the second one. Uh, it was our friend Jonas who didn't want to defend them. So sure, yeah. <laughs> have we done another one, Tommy? They were in a live show, also. That's um, true. Yeah, live show. So they have been they've been covered here and there, but always in kind of a weird capacity. So I think someday we could do another one of those, and we'll have to bring it back to do it. But we wanted to. You got to. Yeah, <laughs> because I really do. Uh, I love them, and I feel like uh, Zach Swan and Dewey Lovett did a great job. Uh, Jonas did a horrible job of defending him, and <laughs> ended up saying that he didn't like them by the end of the show. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> it was a bad thing. But uh, yeah, what are if you had a brief synopsis on your feelings of uh, Bare Naked Ladies? I'd love to hear. I mean, they're so good. They're the they're like, and this is the thing about like, I feel like I'm the I'm the age that is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of the, the bands y'all have done where it's like, I was, I was born in 87. So like Me the too. radio. Yeah. And I'm truly, I'm rightfully, I rightfully believe that like the radio was the best throughout my entire life in terms of almost every type of radio in terms of pop radio, in terms of rock, rock radio, in terms of rap radio. It's like when you could, it's getting rap radio is getting good again, just in terms of how weird everyone is. But the fact that you could hear outcast on the radio was mm-hmm. the greatest thing in the whole world. Like, like you could actually change your life could be changed. And I loved, yeah. Bare naked ladies had so many hits. Yeah. I bought, I've heard. I feel like I, the first song I heard of theirs was if I had a million dollars, which I also thought was so funny. I was like, yeah. Oh, this is like, this yeah. is good and funny. This is the funniest I mean, thing I've ever heard. But, but not a real green dress. That's cruel. Really? Exactly. I still think it's a funny line. I think it's good. I, I think half that song, I probably went over my head at the time and I'd have to re-listen to it. But I was also, yeah, I went to Newberry Comics to buy it. I was like, I need. I know the one song I like, so I'm 12. So that means I'm going to buy the CD with the one song I like and only listen to that song. Yeah. I'm not even going to like... <laughs> And that's, I and remember I did doing it. that. That's so, of course I, I did that with so many albums where I was like, great. Now I have it. And I would only listen to that song and then switch CDs. Sometimes it would, yeah. Sometimes the album's bad. I did with Marcy's playground. It was spin doctors. Mm-hmm. That was my first one. And you've done all these bad. I mean, I was going through your whole list. I was like, that did it, did it, did it. <laughs> once you get those bands out of the way, it's like your whole premise is defending music other people think is bad and i'm like well i have good taste (laughs) all the all the bands i like are good (laughs) but they um i i found the cd and i got home and i put it on and 
it was like truly the greatest injustice that could have ever happened to me at that time, which was, it was a live album. Uh, and I was like, I was just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And at that yeah. moment, I was like, this has no value. I might as well. <laughs> like, it's not the version of the song I want. I don't that's even understand so what the point of a live album is at that. Yeah. You know, and then that's yeah. one of my favorite live albums of all time. It's really good. It's so fun <laughs> like, and good. And uh, yeah. I like the performances on that a lot more than the album tracks for a lot of those songs. I thought, I think the performance of Jane on it is great. It's, it's such a, that's, I had the same feeling because I borrowed that album from my sister because she had, she had it and I didn't realize it was a live album also. And I hated live albums. I was like, I have no interest. I want to hear the most overproduced thing I can hear right now. And uh, I'll have a good time. But I, that's one that, that's like maybe the first live album that I was like, this is actually way more fun. And I am, I'm so happy that that's what this is. Totally. It also, yeah. And then just recently, I, I just moved and was painting our walls, which I've never done before because I've only lived in apartments before now. And it's like in New York in an apartment. It's like, why would you ever, right. this whole, this whole thing could blow up tomorrow. There's no <laughs> point in painting anything. And it, um, and I, I've, we've been listening to the radio because there's one radio station that comes in near us and the bare naked lady song, the old apartment came on, which is, I think my favorite song of theirs that is like still just a great song. And it was such a funny, it's just a song about apartment and about painting the walls. And it actually like moved me to listen to it as we were doing the thing. And it's like, Hey, what is, what is not to like? They're Canadian. That's nice. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, as a kid finding out they were Canadian, I was like, "Ooh, I have exotic tastes in music." (laughs) (laughs) I like, yeah. I actually I got this in the world music section. (laughs) I pulled that out. (laughs) The um, the end of the we can kind of wrap it up in a way that's super special to me, which is we. I was on tour with my band Landlady. We were opening for Ockerville River. Oh, and I don't know right. how it I don't know how it came up, but Will from Ockerville and I were hanging out. And at some point he learned either I knew that he knew one of the bare naked ladies and I was like, what? Or we just like at some point, I, you know, unprompted, I told him that I still think they're a very good band. And he he's like, oh, I know one of them. Like, I know Stephen Page, who is one of the like co frontmen. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he lives in Chicago. And so we played in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know he lived in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. I think still who knows where anyone lives anymore, (laughs) but we met, um, we met really briefly. He was super nice. And then like years later, I was making this thing, this musical radio play weird thing. And I was like trying to think of people to ask to do it. And I wrote to Steven kind of out of the blue, asking him if he'd play this part of being a dad. And he like was super down and recorded all of his own lines for it. It was so funny. Um, And then we just stayed in touch. And then I just, our new album, like it's just coming out this Friday, but we did a Bandcamp presale thing and he bought our album oh, and to awesome. like little, it's the best to like go back in time. There's, I feel like most of your life going, if you like go back in time and talk to a little kid version of you, it's like, you'll have good news, but you'll also have so much bad news of course, of the yeah. way the world ended up. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> like, Sure. Yeah. These things are good, but a lot of, a lot of what you hope is actually false, but that's, uh, you know, the, the fact that a bare naked lady is getting my, uh, 
record coming in the mail is such a sweet thing. That's so cool. That's I awesome. love that. We yeah. were so close to uh, not, it wouldn't have been on this show, but interviewing him for like this. So stand up New York had him in the building for whatever reason. They were like, please come in. The timing just didn't work out, but I was pissed. Cause he's, he's like one of my favorite guys. He's I like his voice in that band is so great. And uh, he, his gener- his version of that band was what I loved the most. So uh, although I, yeah, I still just enjoy them, but I, I would love, he has to a good sense of them. humor. He has a good sense of humor. And I feel like you could even find a way to get him in, in this context. He has a good sense of humor about the band. He kind of makes, he'll make a, like, it's been joke, like without being prompted to, to do it. Yeah. You know, he's, he won't love it if you do it over and over again, I'd imagine, but it's <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. but within the context of, he know he knows what the band was and what, it, what some people think and what other people think. And he might have a good time. Who knows? Yeah. It's funny because the, so we're talking about uh, G Love and Special Sauce today. And we have the, the resident snob of our show, uh, Jared, is uh, Bare Naked Ladies is one of his least favorite bands of all time. It's one of the first things that me and him fought about uh, when we became friends. But uh, we have a segment to get to, which is where uh, he gives his thoughts on the band. And okay. uh, he did have thoughts on G Love and Special Sauce. And, sure. uh, I have a feeling uh, they are not. We, we went on a string of Jared being relatively positive. I feel mm-hmm. like, and uh, and I I gotta say I have a feeling that that uh, that streak is coming to an end today. <laughs> Just my bet. If I was a, if I was a betting man, and I am, I've you are eight game parlay tonight. That really I know for a fact you're a betting man. <laughs> if I were a betting man, I'd put it all on the bucks to win tonight. <laughs> um, but here's some. Here are uh, Jared Thompson's thoughts on G Love and Special Sauce. What's up, y'all? It's this week's it went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending G Love and Special Sauce. Um, I honestly kind of had hoped that this day would never come. Um, <laughs> let me first say, Tom had texted me that the guest is from a band. I mean, not to say that a comedian can't also be in a band, but I feel like maybe I want to just preface this for the guest. Uh, I'm sorry, Adam Schatz. Uh, since if you're not a comedian, then you probably have no idea who. Who, I mean, even if you are a comedian, you may not know who, who I am. But if you're not a comedian, you definitely don't know who I am. So I apologize in advance for for this. But I think that this is my least favorite kind of music in the history of music. I would rather listen to almost anything than just a white person that thinks that they have, like, funk in, in them. You just don't. And it's just a fact. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, it's just... It's just not true. And honestly, like I, I just, it makes my skin crawl to even think about this type of stuff. And like, just, I don't know. I can't, I can't even, it's so bad. And it's so embarrassing. Like, I feel like it just, I'm so embarrassed to hear it. Like, I feel like that the person like doesn't, it's like if they just showed up, they're like playing, you know, on a baseball team and they're like, I'm going to just play naked. Like that's normal. Like they're just out there on the field and everyone's like, what the fuck is that person doing? And he's just like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, it's not, it isn't what you're supposed to do. And it reminds me actually, Tom just retweeted this video about this girl who 
um, just is, I guess, uh, obsessed with uh, to- toilet water, and it, it, you have to, wa- you just have to watch it. But that's how I feel. Watching her in that video is how I feel listening to G Love and Special Sauce. It is just the most embarrassing, white, horrible. I, I mean, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to find out that G Love, which is something I should never have to say, is not white. And then I'm going to feel stupid. But no, this is a absolutely not. No way. No. Thank you. All right. Uh, I, I well, I think I'm owed some money, but you hit it big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad here, Adam, because I, you know, I it's think it's not I my band. Does he I think it's my no. band? No. No. <laughs> I think it's my dad. I don't. It's not. It's not. Um. No, that's. I mean, honestly, that actually sounded pretty neutral to me. It's, but it's also. Going going into it even, and there's a thing where I, because I, I told you I had to kind of dig deep to think of a, a group that would that would make sense because I was sure. thinking of all the obvious ones and they've been done already because they're obvious. But there's um, yeah, the, this was one that I was certainly listening to at the same time as all this other stuff, and I think I even like can pigeonhole it even further into the category of like summer camp, mm-hmm. which is a really specific time when like people who you think are cool will like give you a CD. And then, and often it is real. I mean, I feel like I discovered a lot of, cause it's also people from other places. So it's like, you actually like, I grew up in new England, but you like meet mm-hmm. someone from Philadelphia or from California. And that's right. really exotic. And they come with their own <laughs> things and you're a kid. So you're totally like non-discerning. So I can like be super psyched about like being shown queen. And mm-hmm. then the like Bob Dylan album desire which is like such a weird first Bob Dylan album to be excited about. There's only like four songs and one of them's hurricane and it's 90 minutes long, but it like, but those I truly at camp, I was shown like Queens greatest hits and desire at the same time. And I was like, these are equally good. And they'll like change my life. They'll change my life forever. And I feel like the same exact thing was happening with like, I was like being shown like G love and special sauce at the same time as the roots at the same time as like, peanut butter wolf like a really different type of hip-hop that's like also really fucking cool but i but it's that thing it's so cemented to my childhood and i really hadn't listened to it for a long time so no matter what you know i don't i don't blame your poor friend at all and i feel bad for (laughs) i feel bad for how bad he feels about so many things he should try and he should try and feel a little bit better which is what's so ironic What's so ironic is it sounds like your friend, his name's Jared. Yes. It sounds like Jared has the blues. And I feel like there's, <laughs> it seems he's actually has more in common than he, than he'd like to admit with, with G love and special sauce. I knew um, as soon as I started listening to the music, I knew that he would go that a white man blues is no, is not well, good, but yeah. And he's right. And it's, all, I like <laughs> And I do, it's, it's this thing where it's like, it isn't like I, I grew up listening to it. So I have no way of knowing what I would think now, if you played it for me, if you gave me a, if you gave me a CD and you were like, this is my friend, he's alive now. And he sounds like this and I'm 33 and I listen to it. I'd be like, this is like, just shut it off immediately. (laughs) But I think I was surprised how in like revisiting the stuff I loved then I was surprised that I actually still really enjoy it, which is not true about everything you grow up 
listening to. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna listen to Saves the Day anymore and be like really <laughs> excited about. And something, it's good. I don't know. A lot of music is like for kids. It's like I can't. Uh, <laughs> sure. I Saves will the say, day uh, through oh, yeah, being cool was one of those albums that someone gave to me and literally was like, this changed my life yeah. <laughs> at the time yeah. that I heard it. <laughs> of course. Well, that's, yeah, it actually baffles me. I was just talking about someone this recently about, I was like, well, I really seem to constantly bet on the wrong horse and to put it in terms you can understand, Tom. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> since you seem to have some sort of yeah, sick, what, yeah. what, what is crippling the, gambling. What addiction. are the odds here? What do we got? We'll make, What's we'll the, make light of it. We'll make light of it. Sure. <laughs> I need help. (laughs) But um, like for whatever reason, like emo has persevered in a way that I could have never predicted as Mm -hmm. someone who did listen to it for a period of time as a kid, but as a kid who was like never one type of kid. So I could like listen to brand new, but play in a ska band and also like listen to Ben Folds five and all these things and like Radiohead and whatever it is. Kids Mm -hmm. like, but then like I grew up and so of course that like emo is going to do nothing for me now. And then you see both. It makes sense that as, as like stylistically will persevere because children get born every day. What I think is, what I think has also happened is a lot of people who grew up emo fans have now become music critics. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the many reasons that I'm being kept down (laughs) by the end, by the industry. (laughs) But, um, I, yeah, it, but I listened, I like put on these songs and I, they like still make me feel feelings. I think they're like super silly, which they were at the time, but there's also like a production value thing too, which happens with music that's sort of time stamped. You know, if you listen to a, I'm going to talk about ska, even though I'm not here to talk about ska, hey, but when talk I was, about ska. Let's, wait, this is a safe space, but when I was, <laughs> um, when I was in high school, some I joined a ska band because I played in the concert band. Like I just played saxophone and the older kids were like, you should do this, which is the opposite of what we're doing here. And we, you know, a friend showed me this band Catch 22 and I thought they were great. And they had a record called Keysby Nights, which I thought was great. And I listened to it a few years ago and I was like, this is, I think this is the worst recorded piece of music I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, I can't, and it sold, I probably sold like half a million copies and it's, and whatever, it's punk, who cares? But I like, as someone who understands how recordings get made now, I'm just like, this is like sonically harmful the way this was. <laughs> The way this was made. Harmful. Yeah. That's a good and also that's a good album name. Sure. <laughs> but um yeah, even as like a music snob, I like listen to the early G Love records. I'm like, I don't know, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so I I'm coming at this from a I think a weird angle, and I don't know how you feel about this timing. G Love and Special Sauce is one of those bands that would come through my hometown, uh, and I would have friends who were a little older than me, who were like, we got to go see G love. And I never knew what it meant. It was like my coworkers and stuff would say stuff like that. And I was like, it just felt like it was not, it was like, a, and we're the same age, but it felt like one of those things where it was like a little bit before, like it it felt like people who were a couple of years older than me were like, we got to go. That's our, that's our time to jam out or whatever. For sure. And I felt like for, and it doesn't make sense because, time-wise maybe but the group of people i was around were like it was almost like dave matthews band was their version of this where it's like we're gonna go do a weekend and see dave and jam out 
to a white guy who's uh who's doing this thing that is like groovy. who talks funny uh, yeah yeah uh, guy with a speech impediment and turned it <laughs> yeah. into music but uh i i just never heard any i i was listening today and the one song i knew was uh this i believe it's the second song off of uh off of that album let me see here i have a whole thing. Be, yeah, Baby's probably got Baby's. Sauce. that's the hit that's the big hit um which i want to go ahead and play some music do you have a preference on the order that we plan do you want to go album by album yeah let's go i think we go chronological because i For think sure. that's uh i like it i, I like that plan so since i just mentioned it it's on the it's on that first album the the self-titled uh, g love and special sauce uh let's go ahead and hear some of baby's got sauce Some of babies got sauce. Mm. I enjoyed that. I, th- I had a good time listening to it. It reminded me of like a, a song that would have been in like an early 2000s Sandler movie. You know, what he used to, sure. it'd be like during a party scene. It, I, I enjoyed that. Well, and it's, I don't know. I think the, the Adam Sandler comparison is apt because again, it's like you, you listen to him. And actually, on the next song, we'll hear it even more. But it's sort of there's always a suspicious. Everyone has a little thing about authenticity, which I think is fair, and it's doubly fair when there's race involved. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if nothing else, you listen to him sing, and you're like, "All right, does he fucking talk like this? Like, is <laughs> yeah. this?" Which is fi- affectation, in you know, to a degree, is fine. David Bowie could do whatever he wanted, and we mm-hmm. let him do it. But it's like. And it's, it is a, it is a funny thing. I looked up some earlier interviews and I'm like, I I think he does. There's also this like little uh, Philadelphia get out of jail free card because people talk so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, That said, he definitely went to private school. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) he has the funniest white, white uh, Wikipedia. This is the first line Dutton, the son of a banking lawyer, was born born in the Society Hill neighborhood of Philadelphia. (laughs) It's like a perfect white person uh, background. Tommy, I think. I think we should start. We should start an offshoot show that's just about reading Wikipedia's like that. We'll call it. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it white. White. Don't tell me. Gonna just be. It's gonna be like we're taking this. We're taking this person who's singing about being on the street, but he doesn't even. I don't. There is so there. There's that part of it which he. 
it's also like he was a kid when he made that first record and then it became popular and it's like what am i going to do stop acting this way this is the thing people are coming to see yeah and it's not um it's interesting the only other comparison i was thinking of that sort of made sense stylistically was everlast because i was like you know g love wasn't on the radio when i was a kid but that one everlast hit was which was his like really bluesy song which i think is like 10 times cornier than this yeah and when you're a kid hearing that song on the radio then like some someone older has to tell you that that's the dude from house of pain and then it's even more confusing (laughs) again it's like what do you have the what do you have the blues about you're getting those uh, every time there's a basketball game you're getting (laughs) (laughs) that's just to make sure that's the guy who's like what what it's like what it's like yeah. yeah Which again, it's like a another another uh, you know rich lineage of white people singing songs with the word blues in the song, <laughs> just like, and also like gatekeeping the blues. Like then you'll yeah. know what it's like. I yeah. know, of course, but <laughs> you, you no. could know, <laughs> right? What is interesting is he. You know, I didn't want to go into this knowing nothing about G Love and special songs, sure. but he, uh, you know. He's not he's not bad. He can play the guitar. And like before he started doing his thing professionally, he was busking a lot in mm-hmm. like the Boston area doing, you know, singing blues. And the first song on this first record is like an old blues standard by mm-hmm. this dude, Guitar Slim. And it's like, I feel like he must have done that on purpose to be like, listen, like, you're like plenty of people are going to think this is so stupid because I'm rapping or because I look the way I look or I'm talking the way I'm talking. But like, this is my like proof of entry that I've actually like studied this stuff pretty deeply. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean your friend Jared isn't right. He probably, <laughs> he probably is, but so, I heard this as a kid and I like it still. What can I say? And that's, that is that song blues music. Yeah. Well, this okay. one's the best. Cause this, yeah, again, it's like, it's almost as if you have Adam Sandler like singing a blues song with like that <laughs> level, that level of pure gibberish. And it's like, I would love, yeah, I'd love to hear like a very gifted orator like speak these lyrics because it's true. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's pure nonsense, I think. Let's uh let's check it out. This is uh this is blues music. I'm about we all must agree We like to get groovy with the sounds of the old time We like to jam cause man sound from the bands They hang from the cars, man hang from the old ones The tones, the gears, the props and the ride Very much simple till the outside Way back, way back From where I knew it was really sort of I'm a child of the 80s So where I departed Since then I saw the collection Of the people who started it all I reckon Therefore I got some in my side Like mine Blues music Blues Yeah, I hear the Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
It's also like you, I mean, he's, this band is in a category of bands that definitely still like crushes it on the jam band circuit. That kind of like makes they're they're allowed to be in the same presence as that other stuff. But listen in that, I mean, most of that music I I find to be like really a serious problem for mankind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's like, even listening to that song, it's like, there's such a like, patience to it they're like no one's shredding no one's wanking and when you see white people play blues it's almost like a 24-hour wankathon <laughs> and this is like it's a good there's like even though it's it's cool it's subtle i have no complaints about that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i like the stand-up bass that he's got uh, i watched yeah. some live videos too it sounds good i like uh like that guy whoever he is <laughs> yeah i know i used to think special sauce was a guy which was- <laughs> <laughs> which is would have been cool but it's actually two guys it's I two guess. guys that sucks you know i did <laughs> fucking I, I also that fucking that fucking pisses me off <laughs> that really fucking blows <laughs> i heard that any show tommy goes to is a 24-hour wankathon now speak on that <laughs> oh my god it's for charity uh <laughs> That's you know, no, you host it. You host the one. Yeah. yeah. It's my Jerry Lewis thing. Yeah. You're like, please stop. And he's like, well, then send some money. Yeah, call the Yeah. Yeah. The things the things going up. <laughs> he's wanking on a tote bag. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see myself. Uh, this is definitely like one of those things where I'm sure the people I was working with, this was their thing where they would go get high and uh, and just groove out. I could see myself doing that, just relaxing, smoking a little J, having a beer, putting two grand on the Raptors, you know, <laughs> just really chilling out. <laughs> letting it ride. Just let it ride. It was fun. We have a new, <laughs> a new go-to. That's good. I am a gambling addict. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's nice. All right, let's hear. Uh, this is a song that somebody commented on, and I. This was like the one that. Uh, this is like an MTV hit, right? Like uh, the which one? Are we we talking cold beverage. Uh, mm. Apparently, was like getting a lot of play on MTV. It was a big part of their early success as like a young people coming up and being like, "This is cool," and uh, I get it. But uh, let's let's hear some of cold beverage. cold beverages i mean he's in on the joke yeah, yeah. like it's like that's a, the whole song about drinks 
It's great. <laughs> and it's like you would think if here, seeing the title of that, I would assume it's just him talking about beer and then it's like lemonade and iced tea yeah. and stuff. Just yeah, the root cold. beer float. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get much colder than that. No way. At, at the beginning, sure. It, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. So it's so funny listening to this. A at the age I'm at, and then now with like witnesses because it's because <laughs> it's happening, and I'm just like I should hate this. This like mm-hmm. should. I should hate this. And I also think I'm trying to like hate things less period. Cause yeah, you, I feel I don't know your, your twenties is about hating everything. And I know you you're like, it's just not worth it. And sometimes I have felt have- a flip in that myself where it's like, it, it, I'm yeah, I'm 33 too. And it's like, I just, am, you start to realize like, Oh, life is too, is not long enough to spend so much time hating things as a thing of being interesting. And no, it's like yeah. it's not interesting to hate things. It's it kind of sucks. It it sucks almost as much as uh as uh special sauce being mm. more than one fucking guy. God yeah, that I, I'm me sorry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah, when he's when he's singing, it sounds I like feel like we've never heard him finish a word. Like every yeah. single <laughs> Like he says one word and he's like, oh shit, I got to say the next word. It's like, so every single word is unfinished and it's like listening to him spin a bunch of plates. And I'm like, I don't know. I still understand what he's talking about because he mm-hmm. named the song a cold beverage. So they're great. <laughs> yeah. You and, know, he's going to get you back to home. He's going he's yeah. to get you back on point pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, G-Love, it's the label. We're, we're just worried people aren't going to know what the <laughs> song's about. We're hoping you could name it cold beverage. <laughs> And not the ballad of uh, <laughs> Sir Drinks a lot. The, um... Yeah, that's no, that's a sweet, simple song. I could see that going uh, being a being a party hit and uh, and just a fun song to like as a kid. But the video, yeah, the video's got like a very like lo-fi, like uh, what do you call it, like black and white kind of clerksy feel. It's got sure. a it's got a cool thing going on, which I did appreciate. you. Uh, have you guys watched the Bee Gees documentary? Yes. Now? We we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We meant to do an episode about it because it was about the Bee Gees, like in, uh, you know, uh, at well, the right. same time. I but heard you forgot. say that. I heard yeah. you say that we on just your forgot episode. to do it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. Let's do it now. Let's do it's, it, baby. Um, they, yeah, just watching. Because again, I feel like we're the, we're the perfect age to like, you, you just come up and you get into music. And at some point someone tells you that like disco sucks and you're like, right, of course it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then you're like 29 and you meet some cool DJ and you're just like, wait, it's good. Like actually mm. all of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a crazy thing. I feel like so much, I've had to spend so much time dismantling prejudices about like what's corny yes and at, a, and at a certain point i'm like is anything corny like some things are bad right. but there's all these things that i thought were lame like seem to actually be only cool yeah and- well it's funny like the going in in uh in tandem with that is uh we one of the first episodes we did of this show was about abba and i had that about abba where i just assumed abba yeah. sucked and then we listened to it and i was like this is amazing i love it it, it became a band that i listen to all the time now it's so good. Abba's so good. I know. I remember it was like I'd been listening to a lot of the best show on WFMU. And that's like, yes. I mean, Tom Sharpling's the perfect person to both like teach 
you that something corny is good and then take something that you love and like tell you yeah. it sucks until mm-hmm. you until you don't like Tom Waits anymore. Or and BJ then <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> sure. Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, his his music is awful. But the it um yeah, he at some point in that show's lineage, he got an ABBA box set and would just like talk to it on on air and play a bunch of ABBA songs. And then, yeah, I mean, ABBA rules. And then I finally watched uh, Mamma Mia and that movie rules. Yeah, Mamma Mia is ABBA fun. songs. It's very fun. We went to, I will say, we went to see the second one in theaters. I heard that was bad. It was really bad. It was kind of like being at a bad concert where they played some of the same songs from the first movie. It's right. like you can't, once you burned it, it's over. You don't get to have Dancing Queen again. Like it's done. Which is so weird though, because it's like, I feel like in 30 years, we'll be on a podcast being like, remember when we thought Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, was was corny and it's actually really good. (laughs) And inspired a whole generation of music that is indebted to Mamma Mia 2. (laughs) Exactly. Because it is like, it's so crazy to watch a movie like Mamma Mia and be like, all right, those are the terms. They've like set these rules and the second movie better follow them. (laughs) It's like, I feel like the whole thing I loved about watching Mamma Mia was like, oh, right. Movies where people just like bust out singing when they like were like stacking groceries a second ago is the funniest thing. And I wish, I wish more things didn't take themselves so seriously. Yeah. It's so good. I will say about Mamma Mia too. We kind of had it. We went with like a very with an an older couple, and we, me and my uh, fiance, were both like that was a pile of dog shit, and we were both like <laughs> laughing about it. And then the older couple were like, "We loved it. Like they could yeah. not have loved it more because it was just so basic." And uh, so that was nice. Maybe we were uh, being too cynical, but uh, totally. No, Abba rules though. BGs are also just. BGs are much are very funny to me. Although now it's like that documentary was pretty sad to me by the end, but it's really sad. Yeah, I. But the music is. I mean, flaw. We watched uh, Saturday Night Fever uh, the same week just to kind of fire ourselves up for it. And uh, that movie is bonkers. By the way, I didn't oh, realize how crazy it is by the it's end. It's not okay. The movie's no. totally. The movie's totally not okay. That's yeah. I feel like everyone had the lineage backwards, anyways, where they were like, yeah, like Saturday Night Fever, and then the Bee Gees. It's like, right. no, that movie should be fucking f- forgotten about. And I feel like the Bee Gees made the movie work. It's such yeah. A weird... The sound. It's insane that they just were like, oh, and by the way, here's one of the best albums of all time to be your <laughs> yes. soundtrack for your little weird coke fueled movie. <laughs> My uh, girlfriend uh, just had to go to the hospital with a Saturday Night Fever. And, uh, <laughs> it was actually not the kind of thing to joke about. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that disco, that disco hospital is actually it's it's all night long. They're good. They, they know um, what they're doing. <laughs> they got it. They uh, we we spoke about bad concerts, which I, I have to bring something up because I spent uh, an hour of my life today watching the Woodstock '99 <laughs> oh, set. Oh man, can we talk? <sighs> I wanted to have a whole other podcast with a friend where we just talk, we watch the first and last song of everyone set from Woodstock 99 <laughs> and talk about it. And I know, Tommy, I know I'm kind of getting you on the hook for a lot of stuff in the future. And I'll, pay, I'll pay you for it. I'm good for it. But <laughs> my schedule is very open. Don't worry. <laughs> I've, yeah, Woodstock 99, I've spent time with, uh, I've spent time with the, the Kid Rock entrance, of course, is like one mm. of the best entrances in live music and the corn the corn set is actually i think they're a good band after watching that they're like because you but it uh i please tell me about it 
Well, I, I have a clip that I yes, have to play. I'm loaded up right now. So I saw, I was looking on YouTube. I, I, I wanted to watch some live stuff and they had the full set. So I was like, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Uh, and the intro, I was so shocked. First of all, I thought the intro was the first guy you hear, but he's introducing the person who introduces them, which, <laughs> and uh, both, both of those intros, it's, it's about, it, it's a little over a minute, but I think it's worth it. Uh, Is it the, the first minute of the thing? Yeah, just you can start it ten seconds in, or you can just play it. it doesn't okay, matter, you know? perfect. Yeah. I'll just play it. Um, but I was dying laughing at this. Up here to talk to you guys. You might have seen the movie Usual Suspects. Threesome. That was a good flick. Threesome. He's gonna be in a brand new movie coming up in about a few months. Flintstones. Viva Rock of Vegas. <laughs> Say hello to Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> I just want to point out really fast. He, I think he's wearing a belly shirt. He's wearing, he has his hair like bleached yellow and he's wearing like a belly shirt. And he, he's the third Baldwin brother and he's getting a reaction <laughs> that is insane. That was a big movie. Viva Rock Vegas, the yeah. sequel. That's... Yeah. But his introduction, you have to hear what he says yeah. to it. Yeah, it's very good. What's up, New so much <laughs> we should point out he did so when he said that he needs to see a lot more naked people he does in fact start the party himself he, okay, did, he, he gets a little taste and he takes off his own shirt he should so. be indicted for that there <laughs> was like that was like truly a a lot of bad things happened at that festival. So, yeah. I mean, was it clear even... that he forgot their name? Is that is that what that's was what happening? I thought was going on? Yeah, it definitely seemed I got like nervous. he forgot their name. Well, yeah, because also I thought about a few things. I was like, if I was about to go on stage, first of all, an intro to the intro is yeah. I'm like, it's just like <laughs> this is supposed to set the tone for my whole thing. <laughs> I just watched uh, Fred Durst like ride a two by four around over everyone's heads. And now I've got to like <laughs> sing about beverages for a while. And then like, I would have been nervous until I heard that Stephen Baldwin was such a big fan of my music. Yeah. But yeah, I was, it also made me think about how, Often before he was famous, the, he probably was introduced as Glove. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was almost waiting for it. I was yep. like, this could be really brutal. Damn. I bet you there's there's gotta be footage somewhere of somebody calling him Glove. Yeah. And, uh <laughs> there is a thing with their name where his uh his name is Garrett, and so that's where the G comes from, of course. Sure. And then uh in the Wikipedia, I love when they do this on Wikipedia where they basically call the person a liar, where they were like uh <laughs> he says that G Love just kind of came out of nowhere, but actually it's like, well, you're a Wikipedia page. Why are you tell why are you ratting this guy out? But it's yeah. uh that they apparently tried a few different things where they were gonna be G spot for for a minute and uh, sure. special lunch, which really would have sucked uh that would have been bad but uh i, I kind of like the name g love and i do remember it's one of those names that stuck with me where like when people in my hometown would be like oh do you like g love and special sauce i would be like i should be saying yes to this so they think I'm yeah, cool, exactly. but I, do, I don't have an answer <laughs> here um, it's true they uh in that video right after that intro they cut to of course some some topless women then they cut to a guy holding a confederate flag and i was sure. like that's oh, what's doc 99 yep. there it is yep there it is nailed and, it. It's, and again yeah they're a chill i mean they're a chill band their best that's what's weird about pretty it. chill that that must have been an absolute it must have been a terrible festival to play they don't at. fit the vibe at all <laughs> no it's so weird yeah they're very that chilled up jack johnson yeah. shit yeah that's um, a crazy looking at everyone who played Woodstock '99, which again, that's for our that's for our other thing. <laughs> but it really, um, yeah, there's you know, it's still a music festival. It's like they they kind of had all sorts of different people play, and not everyone was. I mean, yeah, Alanis Morissette played, and so did Wyclef right. Jean apparently. So <laughs> that is like, so weird. It's so what weird, a but yeah, that array of artists. Yeah, I mean it never matches. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. There's the Chili Peppers performance at Woodstock '99. Is they had just gotten back together. It's like I think they had just like John Frusciante had just mm-hmm. rejoined the band for Californication, mm-hmm. and they hadn't toured yet. And knowing that, it's like maybe the word. It's so bad. It's crazy how <laughs> bad it is. Again, a band. Similar, I'm sure Jared will have something to say, but it's he like hates uh, them so much. Sure, yeah, and I love and that, them. Another one that I love. I'm conflicted. I, and again, I grew up loving them, and then you. I mean, it's great. They're actually they're the perfect type of band like that, where like you age with the band, and then they're almost like they start putting out records that sort of dare you to quit. Yeah, because they're they're yeah. like, hey, Adam, listen to this. You're a you know you're 18 now, maybe you might hate this now. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm on board. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, what well, it's called stadium Arcadium. That's <laughs> just, uh, is that the just kidding? I'm going to, I don't remember I'm gonna, anything after that. Did they put anything? Exactly. Out? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they did, but we quit because I we were was, growing up. It, Cause that's, that's college age for us that I, but yeah, that was like 18, right? 18, 19. I yeah, remember stadium Arcadium came out and I was like all in, I was like, this is, <laughs> so cool they put out they gave us two for one two albums three. In one it was three i think it was a triple yeah. disc <laughs> the audacity and it's like so much shit on that thing and, uh, they're bad yeah. the poem oh, no, is you're the right. worst part that, that, no, was, no, that, that was like a turning point for me when he does that poem during one oh, of the it's songs so bad. and it's just like oh wait <laughs> they might really suck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i mean it's not good i will fully admit that is one that i don't do a revisit on uh no, I don't, you're right uh, it's two. Oh, it's two yeah i, I just remember two. it being yeah i remember the uh, just being like this man they fucking did it again <laughs> like 
I I'll say so this psyched. on their Wikipedia. There's there's a digital bonus track which I didn't know about, of course, which is an hour and two minutes long, and it's called Audio Commentary for Stadium Arcadia. Oh wow! Oh, we should do, we should listen to that for the Patreon. <laughs> that's sometime. that'd be a good Patreon episode. Yeah, yeah. that's a good Please. idea. Please uh, do it. <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have too much more time here, so we're gonna have oh, no. to kind of roll through the. I know I fucked up. I uh, he's got to be in Atlantic yeah. City in yeah. an hour. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, these guys are coming to my house. I gotta get I out of here. Lost a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I put an uncut gym style bet down, and uh, I've got. Oh. I'm gonna die. So uh, the next song we have here is called Stepping Stones, and this is on the next. This is from the album from. You said this is from '97, right? Yeah, and still, I mean, I was by the time I got into them, I these had all come out, so it's like they it all blurred together to me. I didn't care what right. was this is another one that like I I remember listening to this and thinking this was a good thing. <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Yeah, it's also similar, just like what your kid brain does. It's like when you're a kid, you're not able to like recognize pop music that isn't being sold to you as pop music. And Uh then in retrospect, it's like, that's a pop song. It's just like giving you a hook, giving you a thing. Pretty much all of their stuff is pop music in one way or another. It's just like hooky as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That one felt like it could have just been on the radio. I'm surprised I had never heard that before um the next one i like this next one a lot this is uh this is i-76 let's regional exactly Hotline Drive And like always I'm kicking it live Gonna call the fellas To see if they is with this Gonna get down With the sound of big breakfast Start up the day With some Bob Marley Back to the woods For the fresh parlay Maybe even spark A little Nicky J And then it's off Santa City In the fastest way Cause if you gotta get Downtown real quick Then the only way to go Is I-76 so Unless of course You wanna take that scenic view Then the east or west River drive is right for you But if you ain't got Any time to lose Put the pedal to the metal For that boy is cruise and get on down to our 76 because in 
I love this. I don't know. He's naming I, basketball players. I, that, that's all it took for me to like that song. He, as soon as he said Moses Malone, I was like, "This is a great song. I'm having a good time." That's a yeah. The, you stopped it before the like actually redeemable part of that song, probably. Because when you when you start playing it, I'm like, I get it. like this I've, is I've everyone's turning up. it off. Everyone's turning it off. Even though it's still, I'm like, I remember liking this, so I like it now. But the yeah, the like late song chorus goes get it on 76ers that's what i was trying to get to larry but yeah just like it's so funny to just sing that and like transition from a song about the highway (laughs) yes to being about the team that was what i i loved that part of it i'll listen to it it. you you guys check it out yourself this is the problem this is what i do sometimes i started it too early i played a minute and a half of it yeah i can't do anymore (laughs) there's also some basketball part Sure, it's a good part. Yeah, basketball is nice because you can bet on it. Exactly. <laughs> the in also as we go song to song, I'm kind of like, it's like, yeah, no one. You're definitely not going to convince someone to like this band by playing more songs because they're so <laughs> consistent. They're so consistently giving you like what the thing is, and as I like reflect back on all of my mistakes creatively. <laughs> I was like, I'm so, I'm so committed to making my thing. I'm like, yeah, I make like, I'm creative. I want to make music. That's like surprising. Everything's going to be different. Each record will be different and people will learn to like enjoy that. And maybe they have, but how fucking easy would it be to just be like, this is what we sound like. And if you love it, then like, get ready to love all of our music. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, then, you're gonna have a great time. Don't even worry about what album you're listening to. Exactly. What's this song about? I see a drink. Great, written. What's, what's the next song about? I see I, the highway. I think that leads us perfectly into Rodeo Clowns, which is the next song here. Yes, this one is. I remember this is. I think the only one I heard on the radio. And again, it's like there's in terms of hating things, and in terms of what you're allowed to hate, it's like. Super easy to shit on Jack Johnson. I've done so much of it in my day. I sort of, I kind of remember when his first hit came out and I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. And then this song, I still totally love it. I think this song is super good, even though it is probably atrocious to normal <laughs> people's ears. I'll skip a little forward because I think Jack Johnson comes in late. Change, but the thing that is strange is that the changes occur 
she's just a product of her, yeah, yeah, yeah. A man, I think that you heard, yeah, yeah. The changes occurred, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a product of her, yeah, yeah. Lights out, shut down, late night, background. You up, I look at him, but he can't look at you, yeah. You might feel pity, but he only feels a girl because uh, you understand who's but he only knows. Let down by the corner, there's another one. Reaching out a hand, coming from a broken man. Well, you try to live, but he's done trying. Not dead, but definitely dying. With the rest of the clowns, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the rest of the clowns, yeah, yeah. Little bit of a technical difficulty, uh, but. I think Jared uh, is fucking with my computer. He's so offended that we've uh, been enjoying this music today. And uh, he's he's now a tech whiz. But that was Rodeo Clowns, and I fucked up. I missed the part where uh, Jack Johnson is, or where they intro Jack Johnson. They're like, yeah. They're, it's it's kind of like we did the Rap Sidekicks episode uh, a couple weeks ago with Gesser Almonte. And uh, Jay-Z does his, like, intro. it's like introducing. And then they were doing this for Jack Johnson, which is... Very silly to me, but uh, there, I mean, that's silly. Jack Johnson's sound. And he wasn't famous yet. Like, no one knew who he mm. was. Yeah. And I think that's actually such, I think that's such a generous thing to do. Absolutely. To, like, have not only have him like feature on your record, but really like do an earnest introduction, be like, hey, I support this person. And in the future, he'll like probably buy me a kayak or something. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going to be so much more successful than me. And it kind of did work out because then they put out music on Jack Johnson's label, right? Exactly. That's exact. I mean, that's, yeah. If there's ever a lesson to all of you monsters out there about why you should be nice to people, <laughs> this is it. It's so you can get something in return later. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. <laughs> this is the song face where it says, this was written by the surfer singer songwriter, Jack Johnson, uh, who <laughs> sings on with G-Love. Uh, at the time, Johnson had yet to release any music and had a small following among surfers, uh, one of whom was a friend of Dutton's who made the introduction. Dutton, who was already an established artist with G-Love and Special Sauce, went surfing in Malibu and uh, with Johnson, who invited him back to his place to jam. This is where Johnson played in Rodeo Clowns. And uh, Dutton asked if he could record the song for his Philadelphonic album. Uh, Johnson suggested a collab, and so they did it together. And he introduced, uh, I got my man Jack Johnson in the studio today. Uh, the song was released as a single and got decent airplay on the West Coast, earning jo- Johnson some new fans. It must be so weird to be like, yeah, my fans, uh, the surf community. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> big group. Oh, it's so earnest. I really can't. I'm like, so I just want to succeed so bad on like a functional level that I can't even imagine a world where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just like write songs for my surfing buddies. <laughs> yeah, I also my think music just for golfers. Um. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We just sing it on the green, but it's not any good. No, you have to record this. You have to record this Johnny nine iron. <laughs> it's really good. It's gorgeous. I, I, I then hearing you say that I'm like wow how many people have asked me to like come back over and jam and I've been like oh, no fucking way I gotta get <laughs> yeah. out of here it's like one of those people could have been Jack Johnson and I could be <laughs> I could be sitting pretty rather than talking to you guys right now. <laughs> every you musician's know nightmare <laughs> you know what? yeah yeah rather than the hell I'm living in no I take it back I'm never jamming again 
<laughs> yeah, never jam again. You're never you're jam. in heaven. Come on. Um, <laughs> good. This is come good. on. <laughs> you're having fun. <laughs> uh, I am having fun. We have uh so you sent us an extra song here, which is off of uh off of the was it 2020 or 2021 that he put this out? This is oh. where my knowledge thankfully ends. <laughs> <laughs> he was nominated for a Grammy for this album, yes. by the way, which yes. I was shocked to see. I was also shocked by that. I uh, uh, so it's a uh, Juice, I believe, is uh, is the album. Is that correct? I, be- I think that's right. But yeah, he was nominated. Uh, I do not believe he he took home the <laughs> the prize, but uh, fair enough it that he a, got nominated yeah. this this much. It was album of the year. Uh, <laughs> 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 No, no, it was the cat. It was the category of white nonsense blues, which is crazy. It's crazy there were so many people in that category that year. But yeah, it was him. It was Springsteen. It was uh, who else? <laughs> who else? The thing is, though, and Jared, if you're listening, and I know you are, mm-hmm. it's this out al- this album, which is probably bad, but it was. It's produced by blues great Keb Mo. So that's a stamp of approval that there you go. That Jared, I just don't I don't think you have it. <laughs> you gotta get a stamp. You gotta get Keb Mo to start producing your uh your voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, let's go ahead and hear it. It's uh, go crazy. tell you i kind of i enjoyed that it's not it's not bad this this, uh, the longevity is impressive yeah it is funny how as soon as we play a song and even though it's a song i told you to play as soon as we play a song that i've like no childhood connection to i like tune out immediately (laughs) and it should be yeah that's no special sauce i think that's a g love solo record which is how you can get away with the like a funkadelic harmony thing in the beginning mm-hmm. and all the you know he's allowed to try other things but he should go you know he has to go back to being a rapping blues monkey as soon as the <laughs> singing starts so we can get our fix hey, yeah we need our fix we gotta get that fix um yeah he also that was interesting. he's 48 so he's yeah. actually in this he's in this unfortunate like middle period 
where it's like as soon as he's 75 he's back in business because that's yes. like blues age that's gonna be <laughs> the perfect age point. with like his the way he sings already with like a crazy old man voice it'll be yeah. unbelievable yeah there's a group of got like him i feel like citizen cope will be like that too where when the second he's like 70 we're gonna be like damn this is incredible um that yeah i was getting that out of him i forgot that uh, yeah citizen cope jack johnson and there was somebody else that i was like this is all feeling like the same sort of thing to me which i kind of enjoy but i uh yeah never heard it before it uh yeah it depends who I grew up with a buddy who loved Citizen Cope and I I never listened to him and so he did nothing for me because again if you <laughs> like who knows why and it's also I mean where I was where I grew up it was also like Dispatch was a very oh yeah huge for me yeah important band which I like I did like I definitely aged out of that in the right way where it's like again you like real you're like oh right I like Wilco now like I actually can't mm-hmm. listen to this but I think if I listened to it like now I would, I would cry. Like, I think I do. I think I do still love it. There's like parts of it, but that's a little more, that's like part of this other subset where it's like acoustic. It's yeah. like a little mm-hmm. more acoustic. Fair. Fair enough. So uh, we've reached the end of the playlist. We do have one more segment to to get to. And uh, that is, well, yeah, we have to, we have to hear from the peanut gallery, of course. Uh, in addition to Jared chiming in, we also let listeners to the show and just people who are friends with me on Facebook chime in. But first, we go to people from the Patreon. So let me load up the old Patreon. We didn't post this one on Twitter, did we, Tommy? Nah, I didn't do no. it, so that's all right. Um, let me see what people on the Patreon had to say about this. And by the way, you can get on the Patreon for $3 a damn month, $270 if you do the whole year. Uh, two seventy a month for bonus episodes every friggin' week, and we're trying to get to two hundred by the the time we get to our two hundredth episode, which is like a month from now. So yeah, get over there. April fifteenth, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh. Okay. So we only got a couple comments on this one on the Patreon, and uh, it's Dan Clark says. Uh. Well, now it's now here we go. Uh. The guy is still rocking. The juice is a great album. <laughs> That's what we just heard. Hey. It's true. Uh, James Buntrock says, uh, I remember them from the nineties, but was never into them. I think the only reason I ever heard of them was that they were a video on Beavis and Butthead. All right. Mm. Well, there you go. Um, from Facebook, we got a lot more here. Uh, let me pull that up. And, uh, Mary Houlihan says they are just okay. And she <laughs> Mary. <started> okay. E-H, <laughs> and with a winky face, classic, classic Mary speaker. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's total. That's total BS. Just because they're not ELO doesn't mean <laughs> ELO does rule. Um, of course, they're much much better than G11. <laughs> uh, Brandon Ream says you talking hoops, you talking basketball, uh, which I don't get. What does that mean? You guys understand that? Is that something that they do? It must be uh, one of the lyrics. I don't know which one. But... See, is it? Now I feel. I don't down. even know that it is. Uh, Joe Bates says, uh, my brother once saw him in Austin, then flew and saw him in Delaware, where G-Love saw him and gave him a look that was more or less, I need to get security. (laughs) (laughs) He says his self-titled album is full of hits and his song Beautiful with Tristan Prettyman is fantastic. One of those incredibly underrated bands with a front man who could care less. I also saw him in New Orleans uh, come out on stage 17 years ago and just pass a joint to the crowd saying he needed to play and didn't have time to finish it. Damn. Uh, that's a cool Alex, dude that is that is pretty sick 
Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I hear stuff like that, and I hate that my first thought is like that could never happen now. <laughs> that's <laughs> like impossible. Uh, Alex Bryce says when he's saying I like cold beverages, I really felt that. <laughs> <laughs> See. Uh, See, <laughs> Anthony Michael Colombo says one of the most undergraded gr- groups of the past 25 years. Connor Gr- McGrath says I saw them co-headlining with Black Alicious in 2005. They were all right, but Black Alicious was definitely better. Brandon Kirkman yeah. says when I was in art school, a classmate would want to put them on during figure drawings all the time. So now they're tired. <laughs> they're tied to images of naked old men standing in place for an hour <laughs> in my mind. Well, now they're that for me as well. Uh, I'm starting to like this band. Yeah. <laughs> Can we listen again? <laughs> it's a wankathon now. Out. Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. Yeah, we're at hour one of the first annual 20. <laughs> uh, John E. Sparkle says there's a pretty cool video on YouTube where Jeff Buckley has a chance encounter with G-Love. Uh, then he says, "G Love was what one does of those- that mean? <laughs> yeah, a chance encounter. <laughs> I have a video. I have a video of a chance yeah, encounter. Yeah, that is bullshit. That was framed. <laughs> that was set up. Uh, he also yeah, said, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but Jeff Buckley, <laughs> Jeff Buckley's hidden camera show did not get off the ground. He pranks Buckley the prank. pranks. He, exactly, he says he looks into the camera. He says, "Hallelujah." That's how. That's how they know. <laughs> Oh, check this out. I'm I'm in the middle of a chance encounter with <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting this? Are you rolling? <laughs> uh G Love. Oh, he also says G Love was one of the first guys to have Ben Harper and Jack Johnson on his songs. You can do a marathon stand by your band episode based on that trifecta alone. <laughs> That's true. That guy stole my kisses, Ben Harper. <laughs> I need That's those true. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Me Too movement's getting everybody. Um, uh John That's Holmes. Part, yeah, when you when you get canceled, you have to give the kisses back. Yep. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. But that's actually one of the hardest parts about being canceled is then you have to track down everyone you stole yep. a kiss from and you got to return it with interest. What's weird is by giving it back, you're you're just kissing them also. That's, that's the thing. That's how you, you get into back. even more trouble. It's a mess. They didn't think it through. It's just like the vaccine rollout. It's all a mess. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, last one here. John Holmes says, saw him when I was in high school around 2002 in Cincy. He was playing a real emotional song by himself, but there was a girl in the front row on her cell phone. She was talking loudly and clearly didn't want to be there. Halfway through the song, G Love stood up and started screaming at her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, the crowd no. cheered and she ran out crying. He sat back down and finished the song. <laughs> That is actually, that doesn't make him look great either. No, but like, that's such a weird, when you're like, your thing is being like the chillest guy or whatever, like yeah. it's all emotional and love. And then you have to yell at somebody to shut the fuck up and get out. Yeah. It's, uh, he yells it's at the bartender. His beverage is too hot. He screams <laughs> at the bartender, sends it back. Well, I heard that Buckley set that whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was part of the yeah. show. Exactly. And then he oh. tragically died as the prank was unfolding. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. I'm going to keep every joke in my head right now. There's, <laughs> there's, Okay, so there is a song on the album. This is perfect. This is full circle because this is on the album that I claim to like love and that raised me as a kid. But it makes sense because it's towards the end of the album. So what am I going to do? Keep listening after Cold Beverage, the last song I knew. <laughs> and it's a song called uh, Shooting Hoops, which is all about basketball. So I think oh, uh, I think it's go. a reference to that. And I it's see. It's pretty funny. 
I, I, I saw, think I know the song. It's just I didn't know that it was a G Love song because I recognize yeah. the playing basketball. Is that him? Not that one. No, okay. Think, no. That makes more sense. It's another basketball song. Mm-hmm. You I, think we would have covered I that saw, on our basketball songs episode. <laughs> yeah. We played, Man Man played a festival one time with that G Love was on. It was at like the Founders Brewery. And uh, I love the Founders again? Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Grand Rapids. I was just it's good. there during this somehow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> headlining and there was a um it uh there was yeah it was a funny thing because it was also like ryan the singer from man man was kind of like he's like actually i like really like g11 it's like oh great me too and we went and watched we went and watched which is also yeah ryan aka honus honus he's another like rich lineage of philadelphia singers where you like don't know what the fuck they're saying when they're singing <laughs> and that's a great i think it's a beautiful through line um but he uh yeah the i think i the lamest thing i ever have seen in my entire life was g love played slide guitar he was like playing guitar and then he started playing slide guitar using his wireless microphone as the slide <laughs> and it's like but the wire like as a device, the wireless microphone is such like a display of privilege. It's just like the least blues <laughs> thing ever. It's like it's such a weird yeah, call. Really I'm like, funny. no, use the beer bottle for the slide. They're like, <laughs> your weird like battery powered shore mic is like really. He's using an Apple that, Watch as a pick. Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, we are <laughs> to the final part of the show where you get to give your final thoughts on G Love and Special Sauce before we rate the playlist. What do you What do you got for us, Adam? I uh, listen. First of all, just thank you for having me. This has been a, a real joy to talk to anyone else. And, um, <laughs> Same. If, if any of your listeners want to talk, I'm super. Uh, <laughs> I'm super available. I I I loved the opportunity to like re-listen to this music and see if I liked it still. And I totally, it's only nostalgic, but I think it's, I think it's good. What do you want me to say? I think that is, a, that is fair <laughs> enough. Um, I had a, a plenty uh, pleasant time listening to this today. It was, uh, you know, I was uh, having some, uh, some shoulder pain from my, from my vaccine still. And uh, this was the chillest thing to get me through it. And uh, I had, a, I had a good time with it. I, you know, it's it's tough with something like this where I didn't listen to it growing up, so I have no nostalgic love for it like that. And uh, there are some songs that I could uh, just uh, I could do away with myself. But I, you know, I I would be lying if I said I didn't uh, find it very pleasant. So I'm gonna go with a, a solid uh, four out of six for this one because I'm I'm just not a big Jack Jack Johnson man. So uh, here in Rodeo Clowns, I it's it's not totally for me. But I do think it's cool that he did that, and I think it was a smart investment. Uh, which is why uh, <laughs> any young podcaster who wants to come on here, exactly, <laughs> uh, we will uh, showcase. But uh, so we can maybe get the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think four out of six because I did I did enjoy it. It was very it was just fine by me and uh maybe i'll blaze up <laughs> and uh <laughs> listen to this again tommy what do you got 
So I this was one of those bands that I never listened to. I always saw them on festival posters and I always it was one of those bands that I kind of hated based on the name having no yeah. idea what yeah. what they were. <laughs> so it was interesting to listen to them. I I did not hate it. Uh I I I put put it I feel like a 3 out of 6 to me was so Fair I, I felt. But I did like some of the songs and uh, I enjoyed watching uh, I, I I enjoyed watching Stephen Baldwin yes. <laughs> like them and yeah. yeah him taking his shirt off got the extra point <laughs> that was yeah that that was a really nice moment <laughs> hearing hearing Stephen Baldwin do that I don't know if you guys heard about the recent super recent G Love show where he came out on stage and he passed the vaccine to someone in the front row. <laughs> I can't finish. He it. said, "He said I can't. I can't finish this. I got to play, and I don't have time to take it." And he gave he gave away his vaccine to a lucky fan. I thought that was so cool. That is so, very cool. That is super cool. Um, uh, Adam, you also get to rate this playlist out of out of six. What do you What do you got for G Love? Oh, say, I mean, six out of six. What's what's not to like? You got a you you got a song about uh, you know the blues. You got another song where he has the blues. Yeah, I think you know. I think it would be it'd be foolish of me to go any lower than a six out of six. I Thank you. I fully agree. And uh, this has been so fun, man. And uh, Landlady has an album coming out uh, in March and uh, it's Friday because we're putting yeah, this out this, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be this Friday. So it'll be yeah. two days oh, after today. this comes out. That's yeah. great. Yeah. If you want to kind of celebrate it with me, you can just like sit at home with anxiety. And we can all <laughs> we can all sort of do this, do the thing together. Hell Putting out yeah. music. Yeah. When you can't play a show is really it's really cool. And I love it. <laughs> but this is it's a good excuse for me to invite myself into doing things like this, which when we did. When I released my last record, I was like, oh, I'd love to do podcasts, but I have to like go to Los Angeles to yes. do it. Yes. And now I don't. Uh, I mean, apparently you're in New York, so I, you know, you could have just come in. You weren't doing this. Everything was different. This is a, I am actually so grateful that I get to just fuck around with fun people and pretend that that is promoting the thing, even though this was exclusively promoting G love and special sauce, (laughs) except if, if people come away with this and they're like, I never, I actually hated that. I'd listen to anything, but G love and special sauce. My record fits into that category perfectly. <laughs> I listened to uh, the singles that are on Spotify today. I know that uh, musicians love when you listen to them on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, you just got to let it run. It's like we we do get paid. It's amazing to get paid for any of it. It's like you didn't get paid when you listened to a song on iTunes before. You had to like, right, right. get someone to, to buy it. And it's like I was just talking to a buddy today about how it was actually nice when iTunes sort of like saw itself out from like being any sort of store, because now fans can like, I, for a while people were like, can I buy this on iTunes? And now you'd never, you know, you'd hear a grandpa say that, but that's it. Yeah. It's like, if, if you want to buy, if you want to live in like the micro economy, we prefer go to Bandcamp and give us your money. But we yes. also know, we know you don't have to, and it's free everywhere else. So just, you have to like listen to the song a thousand times on spotify and then i get to go buy a butterscotch with the money so yeah baby <laughs> put it on repeat it is funny to think that is an old man <laughs> i want to listen on my ipod no grandpa <laughs> exactly. it has a wheel i spin the wheel <laughs> i can touch it um, yeah. <laughs> i can see my favorite music videos on this tiny screen <laughs> the when they put videos on it that was unbelievable <laughs> it was so absurd so the screen dumb. was so tiny i was a 
so hyped and i was downloading illegal like i downloaded movies onto that little screen mm-hmm. it was like now this is the height of luxury <laughs> <laughs> watching a film on it what is it, the equivalent of a quarter uh very good um but so thanks so much for uh for coming on man and uh Thank yeah you. everybody check out landlady wherever you want to listen to music just check it out and spread the word baby it's good i appreciate good it and uh yeah i had a great time listening to it uh this week too it's been uh it's been really fun i'm excited for the album my man and you guys can get on our patreon man three dollars a month do it by uh by our 200th episode if you here's the thing if you tell a friend about it and you get you can convince them to to get on it we'll give you a special little 30 second uh showering of of affection on the good idea yeah so do that and uh we'll see you guys next week uh keep it crispy bye Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.